0: Welcome to episode 50 of Consider This. Uh, yes, we made it. Some said we couldn't, others said we shouldn't. Silent <laughs> protest. We, we've made it to 50 episodes, and so um, we are indebted to those of you who, who enjoy and are uh, find these particular conversations useful. If, if we weren't getting any listens, we'd stop, but... Um, <laughs> they well, seem to be they seem you know, to I, I don't, I, we would stop recording we would
1: still come in here with the mics with, with the, just listen we to make ourselves steve sit over there because we love steve being in the studio so, yeah.
0: yeah um so we are grateful for that and probably more than anything grateful for steve who yeah. who isn't on these very often but he is the one doing all the work i mean yes. he does all the recording and all the setting up and all the producing and and all of that so we just come in here and try to restrain ourselves and, and Steve <laughs> actually actually does all the work. So, and he does a great job of every week asking us what are some things that we should be talking about. So, 50 episodes in, um what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Halloween. I thought, mm. that, I
1: thought that was a good like in honor of the 50th episode, in honor of the 50th episode. <laughs> we were good to none go. of us really care about that much. I know. <laughs>
0: Halloween. So, um I'm Ryan Vincent and I'll be kind of steering the conversation today. Across from me I have um, two members of our family ministry team. I have Zane Sutherland, um, our elementary minister, and and uh, Justin Ebert, our high school minister. And then uh, representing the adult ministry team, mm. <laughs> because everybody else was busy, Jim Johnson.
1: <laughs> Jim Johnson, wow.
0: lead minister at Sunnybrook Christian Church. So um, I'm excited to actually be on this side of the table because... Um, this is one of those very rare, rare topics where I have zero opinions, and so I'm here to learn from you guys today. Uh, I,
1: I I just need to say this real quick. I don't believe that's true, actually. I don't either. I I guarantee you, Ryan's gonna. Anyway, I don't, don't you have you any. I don't have any informed. Out. Get your clicker out. <laughs> yeah. and count the opinions that Ryan. Does.
0: I don't have any informed opinions. That's okay. okay, okay. There you I go. Believe, I believe that. No justifiable <laughs> beliefs in this one. So I'm ready to learn from. So we're we're gonna be talking about. Halloween and and really, um, we're going to be talking about how should Christians view, interact with, celebrate and 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 kind of go through this particular season. It it seems that um, every October, the questions come up uh, where where everyone's kind of looking around and saying, "Is this okay? <laughs> should we be doing this? Um, or why are you making question. a big deal out of this?" It's a great question. Right? Yeah, we yeah. want people to ask that. So I'm, I'm actually going to start with you, Justin. Um, Halloween has, in, especially inside the church, it has this, this aura of being rather demonic. And it's one of those times where Christians kind of yeah. feel conflicted. So kind of help us understand maybe, maybe where Halloween has come from, how sure. we get to this point now where we are, um, we have, you know, the secular Halloween, which yes. looks very, very different. And then we have what we do in church parking lots, sure. which is interesting. So. Sure. Get us there.
2: So probably the farthest back we can go to understand anything about what we know as Halloween today would be Celtic festivals. Back, I mean, literally thousands of years ago, where they would, um, in the transition from the summer into the winter, from the growing of their harvest to um, taking down um, all the crops in order to store them and eat them. There was this transition from the warmth of the summer to the coldness of the winter, and they associated that as a kind of a thin time where the physical world and the spiritual world would kind of collide because a lot of people would die in the winter just because of their lack of understanding of medicine, their lack of ability to store food, all of these things. And so they would have these festivals, and really they were— Um, born out of a fear of death, a fear of evil, which we don't like death. We don't like evil. So it's like, okay, I can get that. I can get why they would want to do things within their own power. So they thought to get rid of these. So they would have these huge bonfires and they thought that these fires would keep the dead souls from coming down upon them and haunting them or taking their crops and destroying their crops. They would, um, carve faces into vegetables in order to again ward off evil spirits and so it was all about like protecting themselves um, from evil from spirits and so part of that we can kind of we can kind of understand we obviously think that's a not the best way to go about it but we can get that and we can we can go into that with the gospel so here's what the um the romans ended up conquering um the Uh, The Celtics and um, the Celtics actually haven't ever been conquered. They just got conquered by injury, though. Yes.
0: You know what I'm saying? Don't remind us. Thank you. Gordon Hayward snapped his leg.
1: Now all of a sudden Ryan has opinions. I have opinions. That (laughs) That would be one. As the one
0: Boston sports fan, I have opinions now.
1: Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. So when the Romans uh, conquered the Celtics. Still unjustified, though. Oh, unjustified. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Sure. Um. Uh, the Romans came over, they kind of integrated some of their own festivals, and then eventually, Roman Christians in about uh, the 8th century started this thing called All Saints Day on November 1st. And it was to be a celebration of all who had come before them and died, and they were going to show honor to them, which is an okay, a fine thing to do yeah. for us to remember the people before us. Um, but a lot of people believe that. Between the eighth century and the tenth century, they were trying to kind of replace some of these old, maybe pagan traditions, mm. right? Because I mean, I would hope that the church sees what they were doing, trying to ward off evil, ward off um, the spirits, and their fear of death with the gospel. Like, truly, mm. hopefully, <laughs> who yeah. knows, right? Yeah, um, who knows? It's complicated. It's very to complicated. Know exactly what they're doing, um, but, yeah. but um, that the only thing that can keep us from a fear of Death. the only thing that can truly ward off the gates of hell or evil is God we have no fear because we are to fear God alone and so but over the years it started melding in ways that was weirder and less defined right a lot of these traditions started springing up we see trick-or-treating um, started as this kind of giving of a soul cake so the poor during these festivals of All Saints Day or um, All Hallows Eve Right, So the night before All Saints Day was All Hallows' Eve and they would have parades and they'd have parties and the poor would ask people for food and the people with uh, resources would give soul cakes. And they say, we'll give you this food if you'll pray for the souls of our dead family members. And so weird stuff like that, which now we have little kids going around trick-or-treating in um, neighborhoods, right? Um, But by the time it got to America, um, it was... Less and less a like religious thing and more and more secular thing and more and more just kind of communal and neighborhood oriented. And um, honestly, because of like vandalism and some of the stupid like people like me who would do things, pranks and things. They just um, (laughs) he knows. Actually, you know,
0: the guy that got a dodgeball thrown into his office yesterday and then watched my coffee explode all over my (laughs) It was, speaking of Halloween, it was a bloodbath. I got tricked. I would have rather given a treat. But I (laughs) I know.
2: Zane got a good treat, though. He saw it all. Um, And that became what we know it more today as this kind of mostly um, harmless holiday that, again, some people take to the extreme, right? Mm -hmm. We can take it too far. And no longer are we trying to ward off evil spirits or fearing death. We're embracing it. Mm -hmm. And we're seeking out fear. Yeah. And we want to watch horror movies, and we, we glorify dead people. And so much so that they walk around. We have walking dead shows. And so <laughs> we love zombie movies. We love vampire movies. We love horror films. They wouldn't keep making terrible, terrible movies if they didn't get money. And so we've kind of gone to the other side of the pendulum. No longer are we warding off evil spirits, but we're welcoming them, and we're celebrating evil and death.
0: Well, given that history, and that really is helpful, that's helpful. to kind of set everything in place. That, so yeah, so cool. given that, what what do you guys think of—there um, there are many in the church who, um, rather than going into the nuance of how we got here, they'll just say, this is the devil's day, and totally <laughs> just— Chuck it not to name names like Pat Robertson, yeah, I wouldn't name names like Pat Robertson, but uh many many just say, wow this is this is altogether evil, it's only evil, it's only ever been evil, therefore why are we getting involved? what do you what would you guys say to something like that? What do you think John Piper would say? I actually know the answer
2: on this and I'm su- I was surprised
1: okay well, if you say surprised, then I say he says it's redeemable
2: yeah, he says it's not that big a deal, yeah. Really, Uh, only because you said I was the exact same, yeah. Yeah.
0: I was like, so TVs will kill you, and Halloween, and I I, I promise
2: he would say, like, yeah, it gets weird, and there's the evil stuff he would condemn, but like having little kids dress up like cowboys and go to door to door in their neighborhood, probably.
1: You know, going back to the question of, you know, so should we renounce it or not? I would say, A. I mean, to just look at, at the highest level, um, I think there's room within the Christian faith to say, as a family, we've chosen not to do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can respect that. I yeah. really can. I can say, okay, so tell me what you're thinking about this. And they would give me a reason why, and I would say, okay, so you're trying to create a separation between yeah. customs and holidays that, that have either pagan, at some level, pagan roots, or you don't like um, you know certain aspects of the day, and so you're not going to do it. And I can say, Hey, I mean, I think that's, I think that's great. I think then I would come alongside and I would challenge them, try to be consistent on this issue. So your kids don't, don't kind of, uh, you know, if, if, if this is the one way in which you're so not wanting to get uh, societally uh, influenced and yet you have no problem on everything else, then I would say your, your children may actually have a little bit of a, so why did we, you know, we wouldn't do this, but then we did this. Yeah. And that's your that, bunny. Yeah. Easter bunny. Some of the craziness. And, yeah. There can be, or even just even like the, you know, 4th uh, of July. I mean, this yeah. is why there appears to be, you know, different responses to this. So I would, I would argue you're not going to be able to be perfectly, perfectly, perfectly consistent, but be able to explain that to your children, yeah. especially as they get older. But I, I would say, yeah, I would say it's interesting as much as I would agree with John Piper's position, most likely. Um, I think it's also good to say, "Hey, what what Zane and Beth decide to do in in, in their own home should actually even be respected." Hmm. Are um, you guys anti Halloweeners?
3: No, no, we're yeah. literally throwing a fall festival tonight. So, are you? Yeah, are
2: you true. an
0: anti? Are you? <laughs> are there no? I am an agnostic when it comes. I just <laughs> <get good>. He <laughs> I, was consistent <laughs> there. I do not care. Yeah. Um, help us see because you know tonight, Zane. You just mentioned it. Tonight is sure. our fall festival here at Sunnybrook um next week i don't know the city always sets whatever the trick-or-treating sure. day is and it's like
3: i think uh, it, it was last it, it, night downtown yeah,
0: yeah so they had that but like sure. the neighborhood trick-or-treating okay. which is just kind of like the bane of my existence because i don't <laughs> care and i get so tired of hearing my doorbell ring it's like i'll just put a bowl of candy out there take what you want when it's all gone we're done um <laughs> i'm going <laughs> so, to his house yeah yeah, exactly. yeah first. Get, get there first um help us thee though because lots of us like my kids are dressing up for tonight and and lots of families are going to be participating in in a halloween like festival if not halloween night here in in stillwater is it is doing so an area where we've maybe unintentionally compromised mm-hmm. on our convictions mm-hmm. or is it is it a something that that can very much be redeemed or is it in some sense morally neutral
1: yeah, I would say I would say that again, let's let's think through this. Let's not just blindly walk through and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, why did we dress up, you know, Andrew and I? Why do we dress up our kids? I don't know, everyone else is dressing up their kids, and so right. we dressed up our kids." Um what can they wear? I don't know. I mean, they can wear anything they want. What do you want to wear? And so it, there there's the kind of the mindless way of walking through this, which Um, I would say it's just not a Christian response to culture. It's not a Christian response to the mission that God has given us. So I would say that is, um, you know, although I can understand it, Andrew and I probably did something like that when we first had kids. I don't know how much we sat down and had a conversation. We just kind of knew – yeah, like our kids aren't going to dress inappropriately, um, whether that be in the gore world or it seems like it seems like where I get uncomfortable with this is when it goes down either some kind of sexual promiscuity road or it goes down a gore road or now they like to mix those two together so you get like this creepy you know blending of the two and I think I think that obviously um, I I wish parents would understand. Hey, like that may not be the best representation of you know of what we believe. Okay, so I think I think that's then part of it. Um, and then I think it comes back to going back to the freedom that we have. I think it's good for Jim and Andrea to think. Okay, so how are we going to approach culture? Um, there's many different ways that we could we could we could talk about it. You know, which might actually be a really good podcast in the future. Is you know how does how does our approach? And by the way, this, this will affect our approach towards Thanksgiving and our approach towards July Fourth and Christmas. Um, you mentioned the Easter Bunny, so to, you know how do we approach Easter? So I think it does all of these things. So Andrew and I have had more of a, and I don't even want to say like this is the Christian response because if I think if you go to the Bible, there is a response against culture that says we are not going to engage it, like we are going to condemn it, right? So you read a lot of the Old Testament texts, even Paul has some, you know, these things are wrong and these things are bad, and we don't have anything to do with that. So that's a biblical, that is a biblical response. Um, I would say overall, um, Andrea and I have chosen um, more of the redeemed model. Like, let's let's engage culture, let's think through this, and then let's try to find a way in which there can be a redemptive element. So I think embracing, especially mindlessly, is incredibly dangerous, and I'm always concerned when I think our people are just embracing cultural traditions and holidays and habits and uh, attitudes, all of that stuff, without any kind of thought. That, I don't think, is a Christian response. I think to, to oppose it, so to against culture kind of a, kind of a model, uh, it definitely is a biblical precedent and I just would argue for, try to, try to be consistent and kind of see what's going on. Um, I would say at times, I, sh- I, I mean, maybe I need to have almost all three of those, depending upon what it is, discernment is necessary. But I would say um, there is a, a means by which, which is I think what we're trying to do tonight. I mean, we've thought about this and we have more of a redemptive model when we can redeem something, um, like maybe the Romans tried to do with Celtic uh, festivals, we believe let's 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 engage this and let's try to find the redemptive elements that we can that we can um, salvage from this, and then create an alternative to this, hmm. so that people can can truly experience kind of what God the God perspective of all of the all of the cultural things. So that would be my.
0: My Justin, tick. have you and Deb had any of these conversations with, regarding your kids and Halloween?
2: Yeah, we, there's definitely the costume discussion. So yeah. there's things I won't let them wear, mm. right? So we don't have to get it. Yeah, the evil or um, dressing up in things that would confuse them or others, right? <laughs> or, um, um, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. yeah uh yeah weird so we don't go down the weird road and we're not gonna like decorate our yard with tombs and like evil and demons and zombie like that's yeah. fine i guess i don't i think that's again that's blurring a line that i'm not comfortable with yeah. making light of sin and death and evil that's not like that's not something i'm i don't think is a good thing for a believer
0: zane tell me what are some ways in which people are a little inconsistent, either in their harping against Halloween or in their in their kind of unapologetic involvement in it? How is that at sure. times uh, uh, not a consistent approach?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I think you look at a lot of the things that you do see on Halloween, and we've kind of touched on this already, but there is a ton of, um, there's a lot of death. There's a lot of demonic stuff. There's a lot of m- very morbid things. Um, or like Jim said, the the promiscuity of a lot of it, you just look at that and go, okay, so why are we um, almost celebrating these things? And and like Justin just said, I don't think that's something that as a Christian, I'm comfortable celebrating. Mm -hmm. Um, I am comfortable having a conversation with my kids on why, like the reality of those things though. I think that's something that Halloween does do. Yeah, um, that's good. You know, we're driving around and we're seeing all these different things um, and kids begin to ask the question, okay, so dad, why do we not do that? Yeah. And I think it opens the door to have some great conversations of like, hey, like death is a reality. Yet As a Christian, I'm not necessarily worried of that because I believe in Jesus who has overcome that. Or, you know, demons are are real. Mm -hmm. Um, The Bible speaks very, very. And and to make light of those things Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. or or again, to celebrate, which I think is where I've kind of landed on what society is doing currently. But to celebrate those things and to be enamored by them, um, I, I just I don't know if I can. Can buy into that, yeah, um, and so there's there's that side of okay. So are we consistently celebrating those? But then you flip around, and I think Jim's already touched on this to some extent. Um, but then we're okay celebrating consumerism yeah. when we come to uh, when we come to Christmas, or we're totally fine celebrating patriotism. Um, and elevating our allegiance to a worldly kingdom instead of a heavenly kingdom mm-hmm. at July 4th. And so I think there's some of that inconsistency where we kind of say, hey, I'm not going to do this. Like, I'm not going to celebrate Halloween. I'm not going to celebrate all these demons and stuff. And yet at the same time, we're going to celebrate some of these other sins. And um, I, I think we're, we're probably not necessarily consistent in our approach to all of these different yeah. special days, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And so I think that's where, as Christians, we have to be um, probably a little bit more intentional. Which I don't like that word all the time, but this is, I think, an appropriate... <laughs> only if you use it intentionally. Yes, yes and say. this is an intentional time to use intentional. So, there you go. but to have great conversations, you know, with your kids, I think um, having a spiritual conversation with your family shouldn't be weird. And yeah. I think for some people it is. Um, and so when you come to Halloween, um, you see. Kind of people just going along with it because I don't know if I know how to have this conversation with my family if that makes sense yeah um, because a, a spiritual conversations with kids isn't something that you do on a consistent basis mm-hmm. and so I think this this actually opens up um, some great doors for parents to have great conversations with their kids about um, you know why we celebrate these things and yeah. so I love the,
0: the the springboard idea that this mm-hmm. this gives you an opportunity to talk about something sure. you might not otherwise be sure. able to. Sure. Justin doesn't decorate his yard, but I live in his neighborhood, and we we were walking to the park the other day down through his cul-de-sac, and he has a few neighbors that do decorate their yard. <laughs> and uh, I'm and it, it, it have is vandalism in my yard because
3: of this podcast. <laughs> Justin has
0: Evandalism. never complained about it. If you are his neighbor no. and listening, although if that's your yard, I doubt you are listening. Um, <laughs> It is. Uh, <laughs> this is where. This is how it happens, Steve. This is how it happens.
3: <laughs> you Once guys, again, you, guys you have. My house. You uh, have no opinions.
0: Okay, I have no. So, <laughs> no, but, it, but, <laughs> but we're walking down, and and truly, my my four year old son was confused by what he was seeing, and mm-hmm. it was a wonderful opportunity for Rachel and I to oh, have yeah. like really Rose. good conversations with him Rose. about Rose. like. Okay, the, uh, we weren't even saying they shouldn't do that. We were explaining what mm-hmm, those things yeah. were representing to him, and it was it was new information that I didn't otherwise have
1: a context sure, for. Okay, sure. so like to to work on staff, you have to live in that neighborhood, right? Pretty much. And so we've all moved. Well, down. those who don't. So we still won't, we still won't say what the neighborhood is, but you know, here's what's interesting is that not only do, I mean they're they're kind of a neighborhood in the in the city that are known for uh, Christmas decorations. Yes, and so that's kind of – and it's spilled over and I don't and again I don't even know if it was Halloween that sparked Christmas or Christmas sparked Halloween. I'm new to the neighborhood as well, but it's it's interesting. You know, Andrew and I, you know, we're not we're not decorating our house for Halloween. Although my wife does put out like. Pumpkin displays yeah. and kind of more on the Thanksgiving theme than on the on the uh, the Halloween theme. But, you know, we, we did that, and it was kind of interesting. You know, like we, I guess our neighborhood's pretty popular for people that come all over trick the town treat. for trick-and-treat yeah. and stuff. And so it's interesting. You know, I, I just kept thinking, how do I be a good neighbor in this? Mm-hmm. Because that is a biblical idea. And so I really, I kind of thought about it. Like maybe, maybe what we should do, um, we haven't had a, a company or a, a, you know, like neighborhood meeting, but what if we did decide, Hey, you know what? We're going to start decorating our homes a little bit more in honor of what the um, what what this time of year could mean, mm-hmm. and so let's I'm gonna let's have celebrate. one tomb in my yard. Let's celebrate. <laughs> the empty tomb. It's, it's the empty tomb. Boom! I'll no, <laughs> <heart>. <laughs> have all saints. I'll have a
0: tombstone. R.I.P. Augustine. R- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> have the saints in my <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: yard. <and laughs> Voltaire. I'm gonna have a TV on.
3: just on with the history of Halloween. <laughs> Play that documentary you watched last night. Mm-hmm. But
1: it's 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 kind of interesting that it's it's really good to say, okay, how do we you know how do we pro. Actively. There's something that we've had. I mean, I don't know if I've even thought about that. I mean, I came to my mind just kind of thinking here, you know, mm-hmm. we just said, oh, we're not going to decorate our house for Halloween. Um, but I mean, there could be a way in which you could turn that around. That's kind of what the redemptive, mm-hmm. uh, the redemptive process. Sure. And that's redemptive. what we're kind of trying to do here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're trying to do here.
0: Okay. Family ministry team representatives, walk us through what you, what the goal is, what what we're trying to, uh, to achieve here. Um, by having a fall festival here at the church? What is it that we're trying to do? We're not trying to rebrand Halloween, are we? What are we, what are we trying to do here?
2: Ultimately, I think we're trying to get people to come and have a safe place, to yeah. be with their family, to enjoy their company, to hopefully experience what a, a small kind of microcosm of what the joy in the community of believers have. Mm-hmm. And so if they are not part of that, like, hey, look what you could have, not that we have parties like this every Wednesday, But the joy that you're feeling here, the safety that you're feeling here, the wholesome fun, like legitimate fun and legitimately like there's not, we're not celebrating evil. We're not celebrating death here. We're truly just like creating a family environment where you can enjoy and have a hot dog and have some candy and play with your family and laugh and smile and get to know people. And ultimately, um, hopefully creates a context for gospel conversation, Mm -hmm. right? Whether that's with. Hey, I've just ran into the kids minister and he seems like an awesome guy. And he was telling me a little bit about Jesus, or I just met him and he invited me to come Sunday and then their mm-hmm. kids going to hear about Jesus. Yeah. That's the, that's the hope, right? Again, we would do this probably just to, you know, for the community to show them that w- show the community we love them, but also truly I think we desire for the gospel to be uh, proclaimed and Jesus to be lifted high in all things.
0: Yeah. And, and I think what it's been what the last two years that we've moved it, out to that side of the building and and there's been a very um i think strong intentionality on drew henderson's part to reach out to the community with this event and to connect to those who aren't otherwise connected to sunnybrook and i think that it's been real effective
3: in that regard yeah and i think that that is kind of the goal is to to kind of take a step into the world around us right um and to be good neighbors um to be uh, very intentional to the place where we feel God has placed us to do ministry and to reach out to this community and say, hey, um, this is a different way to see this, um, this time of year, mm-hmm. and to kind of maybe change their minds a little bit about what it can look like. And sure. um, that that fellowship and safety and and fun can, can look different in a way that, that's not scary. It's not overwhelming. It's not Um, there's not all this baggage that's tied with it Um, Mm -hmm. but instead I mean this is just a great context to experience time together and I mean that if you know anything about our staff we just love hanging out together and so um, to kind of extend that to the rest of the community and say hey like there's there's a way to do this right Mm -hmm. Um, and to show them hey this is what it looks like and and like Justin said obviously the goal of this though is one that we'd be able to um, then share truth with those people, but too that that God would be honored in the way that we do this, um, which yeah. is kind of our goal in all of it, um, is that, you know, whether it's a, a harvest party or fall festival, I forget what, what
1: we call We've that. done harvest karma. I think it's where fall festival. I think, fall I yeah, think, yeah festival. fall
3: festival. So whether it's a fall festival or whether it's a Wednesday night or whether it's gym preaching on Sunday morning, I mean, everything that we do here is, you know, designed to be to the glory of God. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that's, as the family ministry team how yes. we kind of approach the fall festival this year is okay so how can we um create a context that engages the community um and then brings glory to god and gives us maybe a context to speak truth into their lives so let me ask an amt question because you guys are the
2: theologians Back you know, we're ya. just mere <laughs> we're just mere pipers in yeah. your piping okay john pipers john pipers john Piper. uh so tell us what is the theological backing for this so we believe that all that we do, all the pragmatic things we do flows from our orthodoxy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our doing flows from our believing of God and his character. Yep. So what is the, what's the theological backing for not making light of sin and death and doing this in a way that,
1: yeah, it's interesting that, uh, that Justin then all of a sudden starts theologizing, like somehow he can't pull it off or Zane can't pull it off. No, they can, they can theologize as well as the rest of us. <laughs> Um, you know, it's interesting. One of my favorite texts, and I'm and I'm indebted to Matt Chandler, ultimately to God, but to Matt Chandler for 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 making this re- reminding me of a text that's found in First Timothy chapter four, verse four, that everything that God has created, everything that God has created, should be received with gladness and with yeah. thanksgiving. Um, uh, w- when it's received as kind of a gift from God, and so I really like that. I mean, he really challenges. His example us. is fajitas. Fajitas, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, I just love. <laughs> He doesn't need to be received with thanksgiving. Yeah. And so it's interesting. I, I hear people like almost, um, you know, again, there's this my major speech. We can always completely ignore everything or, or just abstain from it, or we can abuse it. We, mm. we know how to do those two things, but to rightly discern how to respond to these things, that's the critical piece. And so that's the part that I love to think about this. So you can just, for example, the first thing I just am so proud about um, us as a church is like we recognize the the place in which we live. We live in Stillwater, Oklahoma. There's a university here, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma State University. So we're not afraid to condemn those aspects of Oklahoma State University that are contrary to the gospel. We'll speak against it, right? But we also want to speak in such a way that they know we genuinely care about them and that God cares about them and that God died for them and that God loved So, you know, you have that. We live in America. And so, you know, you mentioned July 4th. I think there is, we, Bible says, give honor where honor is due. And yet we also speak truth to our, to our, to our country and to our leaders and all of that. And so I think that, 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 that is the kind of the way in which I think we need to look at mm-hmm. this. I love the fact that our community goes, wow, why would this church do this? And honestly, for reasons they don't even fully understand or appreciate, we're not trying to kind of sneak them in the door. We're not. This isn't kind of a like a marketing ploy. That's it's none of those things. We don't
0: have tracks. Yeah, Yeah,
1: like we're not. It's it's honestly, it's like we just we just want you to know us in the sense that like we care about you and we recognize where we are and we've got a responsibility to receive not just this day and not just these people, but to receive this community and to receive it with thanksgiving god gave us still water i'm grateful for still water i'm a guy that's always loved everywhere he's lived um and so i'm grateful for this town i'm grateful for the university i'm grateful for uh the the community that i live in uh, so all of that stuff is big and i would say that when doing that now we can then move um redemptively into the particular customs and 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 cultural contexts and then describe it. So, for example, um, I guarantee you tonight I'm going to see a, a lot of uh, costumes um, that I deem I, my kid wouldn't wear. That I promise you. The good news is, is I I don't know anybody on staff. Maybe somebody else that's not really thinking through it may say something, um, and not just rude, but I would just argue not wise. Yeah. So there, there's rudeness, and then there's just kind of a lack of wisdom. And so when I see someone, and I you know I, I see them every year. They come running up and they're dressed either promiscuously or they're dressed, you know, with some kind of like uh, like frustration or anger or, you know, some kind of a problem like that. When I when I see those things happening, I just I love to stop and say, okay, um, they don't fully understand. They don't fully appreciate what we're actually trying to do or trying to accomplish. And therefore, you know what we need to do? We need to kind of still be kind and still be still be gracious. And hopefully you have a conversation later. And if we can have a conversation later that'd be great and and to
0: piggyback off of all of that um, we need to keep in in front of us the mission and so the text i'm drawn to is second corinthians 5 we are ministers of reconciliation we're ambassadors living in a foreign land and therefore we need to be we need to be seasoning we need to be salt and light here and and um I don't i don't know that i could fault someone for choosing to abstain from the halloween season i think i could fault them for projecting that conviction on everyone and saying your withdrawal like on mass is is probably inappropriate your personal withdrawal your personal family convictions are yours and and don't violate your conscience um and so And it's not just Halloween. I mean, there's um, I recently volunteered to be the community member of a of an ethics board at a particular department in Oklahoma State. And I just it was um, a friend of mine asked me if I would do it. And I just said, I don't know if I'm really all that interested in the subject matter, but I am interested in ethics as a conversation. And it's an opportunity for me to be salt and light in an area where I don't otherwise have any influence. Um, And so I I look at Halloween like that. I look at Halloween like that. So um, help us. So you guys work with students all the time and you work with their parents and you work with their parents. Um, What are some um, ways that um, families can begin having redemptive conversations about how to look at things like Halloween and any other situation? What are some some kind of diagnostic questions that we can, and conversations that we can be having in our homes that help us honor God well
3: with uh, with how we interact with, air quote, the secular world. Sure, I think one of the bigger questions you just kind of ask is, uh, maybe the question we're asking today is, why do we do this? Hmm. Um, and just kind of get a baseline thought of, uh, so w- what's our family's thinking on this, right? And And kind of starting there. Um, and allowing that conversation to to kind of have its full fruit, you know, to work through it as, as a family well. But I think really asking that question of why do we do what we do is a great place to start for a lot of families and then say, okay, so now, now that we have kind of identified how we've got this line of thinking or how we've gotten to where we are, um, does that line up with scripture? you know, does that line up with kind of the convictions that I feel the Bible has placed on my heart and in my life? Um, And if not, where does, where does some of that maybe need to change? Um, And can I alter that a little bit? And as a family, what would that look like for us? Um, But I think it starts there. I think it starts with asking, okay, so why do we do what we do? Mm -hmm. And then once we've figured that out, does that line up with scripture? You know, does that line up with what the Bible said? And then um in the areas that it doesn't okay how how do we change this to again um, bring glory to god in these situations and be a little bit more intentional of um, being maybe gospel-centered as a family so i feel like i just thinking back on conver- actual conversations that i've had right
2: and with kids and parents and deciding on what they can and can't wear specifically on a thing like halloween and one of the i remember one of the phrases somebody used of well I just don't want to stifle their creative spirits
1: in which I like, okay,
2: sure. I I, sure get them some
1: markers. And I, and I, and I wanted to say in that moment, stifle them from painting in your dining room (laughs) wall. You know, it's like, yeah.
2: And yeah, I was like, okay, well, if you assume that if they can't wear that one costume, that therefore they have no, they will, you'll stifle their creativity. Then Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, you have a small view yeah. on creativity and the limits of the human inspiration, right? Um, and so I guess part of it is, what well, let's go beyond just creativity. Let's think through, like, where is our line? Okay. Where's our line from what is acceptable or good mm-hmm. and what is too far? Okay. Mm-hmm. So what, what would be, again, I'll come back to that. What is making light of evil? Yep. I don't believe that God enjoys evil. I think that he is opposed to evil. And therefore, for us to lift it up and somehow make light of it doesn't honor God. I believe that God conquered death through the work of Jesus because he doesn't want death for us. He Mm -hmm. wants spiritual and physical life. He wants to remake us into his image, which he intended to have communion with us forever. And so for us to, again, lift up death as if it were no thing, and therefore, at some level, even in... If even if unintentionally make light of the resurrection of Jesus, that to me is a problem. Yeah, and yep. so I, I think you got to ask where the line. And having those conversation with your kids, ask like, okay, what makes you want to dress up like a witch? Yeah. What makes you want to dress up like uh, a zombie? And like, well, because this show is cool. Okay, so why are we watching that show? You know, yeah, yeah, so yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Even like, what are we allowing to influence us? What are we allowing to entertain us? Those are important yeah. questions yeah. Well, and yeah. I don't
3: think these are conversations that you have just at Halloween right yeah I mean this is something that I think has to be built into the DNA of your family um, you, you have to be asking these questions all the time you know yeah. it's not just at holidays it's not just when it's convenient um, but I think it's it's asking the question am I having good conversations with my kids or with my spouse all the time? You know, is this just part of how our family operates and how we have a regular evaluation of what we're doing
2: and why we're doing it rather than just going through life and kind of absorbing everything along the way and, yeah. and not like, a, well, like
3: and, a, and reacting to it right i mean that's the difference of okay we're going to put the first front fort or the the best foot forward like we're going to have these conversations on the front end instead of like oh it's halloween let me have a reactionary conversation to this because everybody else is kind yeah. of dressing up so you don't want me to dress up like a zombie even though we watch
2: the walking dead every sunday exactly. evening <laughs> yeah that doesn't yeah. make sense
3: yeah so we're not reacting we're we're actually kind
1: of defining well, and the other thing I love about that is um it's always good to begin with the kind of maybe that are more the no-brainer conversations yeah yeah so I that's what I love about Halloween it's it's it really is it, you know you we all kind of go yeah we probably should think about that and then once you're done kind of working through kind of an easier question to deal with like what to wear and no, what not to wear why death versus life there's a difference so that's a no-brainer so then now what do we do with Thanksgiving and commercialism Mm -hmm. now what do we do with christmas which much of our traditions are already have been redeemed the tree is life Well, actually like it's a germanic uh fertility god and again i but i have a christmas tree so i'm not against that so what do we do with santa how does that work so you know there are there are the no what now what do we do with july 4th now do we do with i mean there are there are groups of um um groups of religious people i don't want to call them christians who believe we should not even well because they're not I mean they're not yeah. they're not they're yeah. not orthodox believers but they are completely against all holidays yeah mm-hmm. um, even uh, birthdays even birthdays so <laughs> that's the part where you want to say okay how do we how do we then like celebrate a birthday um, and how do we how do we how do we do that in a redemptive way and so you know Zane brought that up like why do we embrace consumerism but yet death is bad yeah and so I think that Christmas and uh, well no I'm sorry Halloween becomes a little bit of a no-brainer which could then help us have uh, other conversations mm-hmm. and i think that's that's you know kind of part and part to what yeah. we're talking about
0: now this this is probably a, l- a little more intuitive for someone who is constantly helping people discern what they should and should not do or how they might ought to think a little better Do you have any advice, and feel free to quote Thomas Sowell as much as you need to. Uh, Do you have any advice for our listeners um, on how to rightly kind of, I don't know if be a moderate is what I'm asking for, but how to not be uncritically naive and then how to not be kind of overreactionary against things. How how can we... Maybe that's an entire podcast. How to think no, better? How to think better? Yeah, that I, I think, would be a good
1: podcast. That's a think, great podcast. I think where it ultimately lies is in my quest where I have had moderation. Actually, and it's it's a struggle for me. <laughs> where I have had moderation. <laughs> I didn't in my know life. that was a thing <laughs> for me. Do you anyway. have moderation? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I do. actually. Are you sure? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Promise you. Um, here's where here's where it comes from, though. It comes from my ability to recognize my lack of consistency, sure. mm. and that is what that is what tempers me. Mm-hmm. So when I just say, okay, like I'm 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 not, I mean, I could easily be the guy we should not, we should never, we should always, we should, I mean, that's kind of my personality. And then the more that I think about that, Steve, you know, I, I, I keep lifting up. I hate double standards. I hate inconsistencies. And so now you guys like to point out mine. And so that kind of <laughs> forces me to realize like orthopractically, like my, my practice is moderation. It really is. Meaning I'm never able to only do this or only do this when it comes to culture. And so I think that by just evaluating how you have responded to other things, you'll realize, oh, I mean, I'm more of a moderate than I thought, you know? And I I think that is one of the best ways for us to have integrity Mm-hmm. You know, for us to be honest, for us to then begin to shift some things. Like mm-hmm. when I begin to do that and kind of think through that, then I can actually stop myself and go, wow, maybe we need to rethink what we're doing on that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's actually caused me to be more consistent because, A, it might kind of back off my vocabulary or my 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 speech making mm-hmm. because I'm not going to be the guy to, mm-hmm. to say that because I can't practice that and I want to be consistent. And so it'll back up this. And then the other thing it does is it kind of forces how I live To then also line up with. Okay, so if I've been inconsistent here, I better change how I live here. If I'm going to be, if I'm going to have this view about dressing up like a a child with a meat cleaver in their head, because that's like a not a good way to 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 kind of as a Christian to do that, Mm -hmm. then okay, then we're going to celebrate Christmas like this. And so I think it just kind of forces my my communication and it forces my living to try to find the equilibrium.
0: That's good. That's helpful.
1: AKA Thomas.
0: <laughs> all of that can be found. In <laughs> and now all of
2: our inside. friends and neighbors are going to call
1: us with all of our inconsistencies, <laughs> which I good, got, which I embrace. Good. Which is great, which I embrace. We you don't know, want it's to interesting. Two things I was allowed to dress up in as a kid that my parents never thought anything of. So Wayne I think, Gretzky. I think. Oh, that'd be so awesome. I think I might be him this year. Anyway um but it's, it's funny because i think what what you know what we do is we we literally say for those of us that are a little bit older a we say it never hurt it <laughs> never hurt us to dress up like these things right and yeah. so it, i don't think it's going to hurt my kids yeah and and i don't know if that's the best answer i remember one year i had a great costume where i was just a headless guy and they figured out how to make me this headless dude and i was this headless guy it was it was a great costume i thought that was actually pretty cool And then the other one, which was kind of interesting, was I dressed up, I think seventh or eighth grade, I dressed up as a girl or as a woman.
0: I I dressed up as an old lady at once. And I went to a church event, dressed up as an old lady. No one thought to comment yeah. on the fact that I was in drag. Yeah, no.
1: I mean, honestly, no, my parents never said, hey, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't dress like that. And again, it wasn't even, it was more of like truly a costume. It was yes, truly yes, yes. not me acting something out. It was truly me just, I'm going to be something else. Yeah. And my sister who was going through cancer at the time, she had this wig. And I remember wearing her wig <laughs> and doing all these things. And and nobody even, and maybe they didn't need to. I mean, honestly, that's the other part of it is, is that I actually did turn out okay. Which I guess I wanted to say this. I know our time skit is, 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 is at that line. But here's here's another thing. If your children there's, there, I knew I know of some people. One that always comes to mind um, when they say Halloween is my favorite day of the year. That should be eh, eh, that should be an alarm bell running off. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if your kids are like, I love candy, therefore Halloween is my favorite time of the year. I mean, I <laughs> that I would not overreact about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, You may want to get your kids candy more often, which is kind of how I've always approached life. Yes. You, you really need to figure out, okay, why is my child saying this? And if they really love celebrating the ghoulishness or the inappropriateness of the day, then I would have a completely different approach towards Halloween. If Mm -hmm. my children lived for Halloween, even if they lived for Christmas, I would be like, okay guys, listen, I, I get that you're excited. We're opening presents tomorrow. I get that you're excited about getting a bunch of candy tomorrow. Like I get that. But I'm telling you, there's something broken mm. that there there's there's parts of this holiday you like. And therefore I'm going to swing the pendulum a little more away from that mm-hmm. to kind of keep their heart in check. Mm-hmm. And so I would say you need to be able to know like how important is this holiday to your children. And, you know, how, how do you how do you kind of approach this in a way that isn't just kind of generically redemptive? But I mean, you've got your kids. We've got our community. And we've got a responsibility there as well. Sure. sure. Any closing remarks from you, gentlemen? Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of that. Yeah, there we go. So crazy! What a
0: wonderful way do to not, end number not, 50. Do not, hey, wait, wait, wait.
1: Do not stifle my creativity. Oh, no. Oh, Are you, oh, you're going to find a
0: way to make moderation an extreme thing. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey. Okay. Michael Scott.
0: Yes, world's best boss right world's there on his coffee cup.
1: Bought it at Spencer
0: Gifts. Bought it at <laughs> Spencer Gifts for himself. Um, so that's a wrap. That's episode 50. We appreciate you guys listening. We would, we would also love any of your questions. So um, I often like to, uh, to remind you guys as much as I can remember it. Um, yeah. If you have either any questions in response to this particular episode or any, any topics that you might like to hear us discuss, um, in this kind of roundtable format, send those uh, by email to Steve at SunnybrookCC.org, and uh, and I promise you will will respond to them either in, uh, via email or or you or can tweet
2: on... us just like Michael Gunger did. <laughs> well, I started
0: that. <laughs> <so>. ah! <laughs> you did it. I did it. So um, anyway, we love you guys. We appreciate you listening, and we will uh, talk to you next time.